0: It's time for another edition of the Cummins Real Estate Group Show with local rock star realtor Michelle Cummins and myself, Curtis Pope. Good morning, Michelle.
1: Good morning, Curtis. How are you today? I
0: am doing wonderful. It's always great to have you in studio because that keeps you away from the Christmas coffees till after the show.
1: You know it would be nice? I'm looking over at the road show with Curtis Pope on your wall and sponsored by Murray GMC Abbotsford, and I'm wondering, it would be really cool to be a guest on your um, road show again. Remember when I did that once?
0: Yeah, we could probably do that again.
1: That was fun. That was fun. We I could, got to pick all my favorite songs.
0: Yeah, we could probably get you back in playing some music again and see what kind of trouble you can get into.
1: Maybe in the new year.
0: Well, yeah, maybe 2025. No, just kidding. No, I think we, we should do that again. It's been a long time since we did that, actually.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, have you gotten your Christmas tree?
0: uh we do well we have a fake tree so we always have it it's oh, the, so it's
1: always there it's
0: always there <laughs> um no That's we're gonna be safe. we're putting it up this weekend uh you know because we've been too busy this week to put the tree up and so yeah we're my wife is slowly christmasizing the house i have to put up the christmas lights today when we're done because just about everybody in our neighborhood has put up their christmas lights are
1: you the last one on no the street?
0: there's like three others but everybody else has these great Christmas light displays and, and the inflatable things in their front yard. The
1: big Santa. Yeah.
0: And then there's our house with nothing yet.
1: Are you doing white lights or colored lights? Well,
0: and the, you know, last year we had those kind of icicle hanging ones. Yeah, those but, are pretty. But with all the wind and stuff, it blew out a bunch of my lights. And I don't feel wow. like going through the, every strand to figure out what lights aren't there. So I went and bought out a simple bunch of, you know, red and white lights to, you know, classic lights to put up.
1: Well, don't go on the ladder up on the, on the roof. Just be safe. With this weather.
0: Yeah, if I fall, I fall. I fall better than most people.
1: Curtis?
0: (laughs) Well, you think the teenagers are going to go up on the roof?
1: Hey, you have a 20-year-old.
0: You think he's going to (laughs) go up on the roof? I don't think so. No, it'll be me. Maybe Cody will help if I'm lucky.
1: Well, I went and got my Christmas tree. Actually, I think the soonest I've ever... I don't remember the last time I decorated before the first weekend in December. Usually, it's like the second week because I'm just... I just allow it to go too long. Uh, But I finally did it before December. And I went to, and I got the real tree. I went to uh, Connie's, Connie Furs tree. Uh, I don't know if you know what it means. I think so, yeah. Okay, so she's a client of mine, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna go to her tree farm because she has awesome trees. She has multiple types of trees, and it was so much fun. She had uh, pre-cut ones, or you can go out in the field and walk around and choose your own. So I went and Rhea, I grabbed a saw and went out there with Richard, and uh, we picked. Okay, why are you things.
0: using the saw if you got Richard there?
1: Uh, <laughs> well, remember earlier I was talking about safety.
0: <laughs> oh, right. That's probably a good call. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: But um, there. So there, it's a great tree farm. If anybody hasn't got their tree yet, this is a weekend to go out there. So again, it's called the Connie Furs Tree Farm, and is just in Mission, just east off the Loheed Highway. So I wanted to mention, because on our second segment and here in the studio with us right now, Mm -hmm. sitting right next to me, is our guest today, Erin Fleury. And thank you so much for coming, Erin. Oh, thank you both for having me. Absolutely. And so we will find out more about who Erin is and what she offers and does uh, in a little bit. Um, But I wanted to uh, first talk about stats because, you know, we've got stats In hand.
0: uh, That's amazing. It's only like the third. How is that possible?
1: Uh, Actually, they came out the second. They came out quick. Wow. This month. I know. It's like the second month it seems that they've been out like on top of it. So we have them. Uh, And without much further ado, we'll get into that. But also, um, tonight is my office Christmas party at REMAX Little Oak. And I'm pretty excited about that. I still got to get my nails done. They look really bad.
0: Going to be Christmassy?
1: Not the thing. Maybe just plain this year.
0: No, no little like snowman or anything on the nails. No, or?
1: no glitter. No, maybe red. Maybe just plain. I feel like plain Jane right now, so <laughs> plain it plain. <laughs> uh, but, but but what about you guys? I mean, I haven't heard about your uh, Christmas party yet. Are you guys having one this year?
0: Uh, yeah, we are. Uh, you know, Rogers is doing one in a couple of weeks, and then we're doing a like a, a valley one for the all the the staff here. Awesome. Um, I think the same week. It's, just, it's funny because the last couple of years, there hasn't been a lot going on. All of a sudden this yeah. year, friends of ours are saying, we need to get together before Christmas. And me and my wife go, no, nope, no, nope, that's not going to work. No, that date's not going to work. No, nope, busy that night. No, nope, busy that night. Oh, I got to coach hockey that night. Like all of a sudden it's like, no, we have, we're have we booked up.
1: Yeah, this is the first Christmas. I feel really like the does. Grinch
0: when he's like trying to figure out <laughs> if he can go to the Whoville. He's like, I'm booked. You know, 4.30 Jazzercise. You know, I'm sitting there doing that in my head.
1: <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, you gotta tell me all about it. Make sure to take photos.
0: We we don't have the the sunglasses this time. No, no, the, the real glasses.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, so I remember my real glasses.
0: I missed the sunglasses. <laughs> well,
1: the sun's not
0: out. Right? That was uh, that was a that was a good look that episode.
1: <laughs> uh, well, uh, talking about stats, and you know what's my favorite show of the month? Uh, new listings lag as Fraser Valley real estate market sees third month of declining sales. So with sales down almost 7% from October and new listings off by more than 20%, the Fraser Valley housing market continues its slowing trend heading into the holiday season. Despite the market slowdown, opportunities are available as evidenced by brisk turnover timeframes, which I have seen. Uh, Keep an eye out, December 7th is when the new rules. The new Bank of Canada comes out with what's going to happen with our mortgage rate. So that's December 7th. So our uh, wonderful president at the Fraser Valley Real Estate Board, Sandra Ben, says that the trends we've seen over the past several months will likely continue through to year end. Um, and she also says, while rate hikes have effectively put many buyer and sellers in a holding pattern, we're still seeing relatively quick turnover for all housing categories, indicating robust opportunities for properties that are strategically priced. And it is a balanced market. The graph shows and everything shows it's not a buyer's market, even though you might think it's not a seller's market. It's actually balanced, so it's really good for both parties. And uh, our CEO, Baldev Gill, says the market continues to tighten in response to rising interest rates. As a result, individuals are facing additional levels of uncertainty regarding the decision to buy or sell a home, underscoring the importance of seeking advice and guidance from a local realtor to mitigate the risks involved. So across the Fraser Valley in November, the average number of days to sell a single family detached home was 34 days and a townhome was 28 days. An apartment took on average 27 days to sell. So please remember those are strategically priced properties that show well and buyers are willing to go in on. Uh, so I am going to go in municipality by municipality, uh, and starting with our wonderful Abbotsford detached properties benchmark price right now one million. $106,800 and that's down 14.4% from last year and down 1.3% from last month and that sales in Abbotsford have been down 57% from last year and down 7.5% from last month. Townhouses are at 693800 and that is up 5.8% from last year but down slightly at 1.7% from last month. Sales however for townhouses in Abbotsford is 63.5% down from last year and down 28.1% from last month. And then apartments are $428,700, and that's up 7.7% from last year, down 1.4% from last month. Sales overall are down 54.7% from last month and down 5.9% from the month before. Admission for benchmark prices, detached homes are 941200 down 11.5% from last year and down 2.9% from last month. That's down in sales of 40% from last year, but it up month over month by 25% sales. And in uh, Mission for townhouses, we're at 650900 and that's up 5.2% from last year, but down 1% from last month. Sales are down both from last year and month over month, actually 40%. And apartments are at $443,300, and that's up 13.2% from last year, down 1.9% from the month before. And there's been no change in the amount of sales for apartments in Mission. So White Rock and South Surrey area, detached homes are at $1,849,800, and that's up 1.7% from last year, but down 2.4% from the month before. Sales, however, are down a whole 74.2% from last year and down 36.7% from last month. Townhouses at 917000 and that is up 2.6% from last year and down only 0.7% from last month. Sales are down 40% though from last year for townhouses and down 2.3% from last month. Apartments are at $578,000, and that's up 3.2% from last year, down only 0.1% from last month, but sales are down 50.5% from last year and 13.5% from last month. Langley benchmark prices for detached is 1,509,000, and that's down 7.2% from last year, down 1.2% from last month, And the sales for detached is down 47.8% from last year and down 1.7% from last month. Townhouses in Langley, $833,200, and that's up 8% from last year, but down 2.3% from last month. The change in sales, however, in Langley for townhouses are up 60.6% from last year, but down 30.2% from last month. Apartments, 577900 and that's up 5.4% from last year and down 1.9% from last month. Sales are down 37.2% from last year and 38.7% up from the month before. Delta, okay, this is the last municipality in our great Fraser Valley, and the benchmark prices are at sorry, $1,272,600, and that's down 10.3% from last year, and no change in prices month over month. Detached sales, however, in Delta is down 80% from last year and down 28.6% from the month before. Townhouses at 827,900, that is, down 2.1% from last year and down 2.2% from the month before. Sales are actually up 33.3% from last year, but down 55.6% from last month. Apartments are at 544,000. That's up 6.9% from last year, down 2.3% from the month before, and sales are down 69.2% from last year and down 50% from last year month oh i said last city and i actually didn't do surrey yet
0: you did that last time oh, poor surrey. you skipped surrey <laughs> oh poor surrey <laughs> you went right to delta <laughs>
1: I'm sorry, Surrey, <laughs> one of our biggest areas. So uh, City of Surrey combined, detached homes for benchmark prices are at 1538700 That's down 3.7% from last year, down 2.9% from last month. That is down in sales, 67.4% from last year and down 8.5% from the month before. And townhouses are at 821,400 up 1.3 percent from last year down only 0.8 percent from last month but sales are down 54.9 percent from last year and down 17.8 percent from the month before apartments at 515,100, and that is up 3.9 percent from last year and down 2.7 percent from last month down in sales 62 percent from last year and 11.5 percent from the month before and that now is our total fraser valley real estate
0: statistics and pretty much bang on time here so we should probably take a break and uh when we come back of course we have our guest uh but if people want more information about uh you know your listings maybe the stats things like that where can they go we're back with more right after this segment number two of the Cummins Real Estate Group show with myself, Curtis Pope, and of course, the star of the show, Michelle Cummins, because, well, her name's on the show, so we have to say she's the star of the show. I have
1: been trying to get your name in
0: there. <laughs> I don't need to have my name in there. Cummins Real Estate
1: Group with
0: Curtis Pope. If, but then I'm going to want, you know, percentage of, you know, sales and stuff from the Cummins Real Estate Group.
1: have a deal. <laughs> I'm flexible.
0: <laughs> well, we have a special guest, and you are famous for your big incredible introductions. (laughs) So we should probably have you do one of those world-famous Michelle Cummins introductions.
1: Okay, well, if you were on our show listening to the first segment, you know that Erin Fleury is here with me. Welcome, (laughs) Erin. Good morning. Thank you, guys. And uh, she is with Alpine Legal Services. And that's the surprise because nobody knew or what you do before you came on the show and I wanted to keep the element of surprise as I love to do. So let me explain who Erin is and where she works. So Alpine Legal Services has been around for three years and are already the top rated real estate firm in Chilliwack on Google and among the top rated firms in the Fraser Valley. Now I've been doing real estate for 19 years and I have been introduced to Erin almost a year ago maybe. It was within list at last year actually and what i've seen from you okay i can go on and on but um what i've seen from you though is i just have to say is you're very personable and you really do what it takes we said that word earlier before the show this morning is like do what it takes and you were like that is such a good I think you said word or motto to, to mm-hmm. think of, and you do that for your clients. And so I've been blessed to to have met you and get to know you. So um, they offer services not limited to real estate transactions, though, and or wills and states. They do that as well um, as mobile, virtual, and after-hour services. And from the beginning, I was really impressed with that, how you'll go where you're, client needs you, uh, and that you do virtual services uh, even after COVID is no longer an emergency, which is really neat. Uh, They're a small locally owned family firm where clients work directly with the lawyer on their files. For this not to be significantly costly. We have embraced technology to keep costs down is what um, they have, uh, what they say. So, and it's true. I have uh, witnessed it and my clients have witnessed it. So uh, that is who Aaron is, Alpine Services, who they are. And so if you don't know them, uh, Google them and get to know them. Uh, but okay, my first question for
2: you, Aaron, is what sets your firm apart? Thank you, Michelle. That was an amazing introduction. Um, So yes, like you mentioned, we do try to embrace technology. Um, For our firm too, like you mentioned, we have our clients working directly with us on their files. We offer the virtual services. We basically try to be as flexible as we can with clients to make sure, you know, life happens. We want to be able to close those deals for clients where possible. We also minimize overhead costs, which is huge because that allows us to also compete with our pricing for clients, but also give them the quality and the legal advice that sometimes they do need on their files. Um, So yes, we we try to incorporate all that. But the big thing is like keeping overhead costs down and also offering additional services to clients that they don't always get at other firms.
1: And what's really neat is uh, you primarily do real estate law right now. Is that correct?
2: Yes, that's correct. But
1: you did family law.
2: Yes, I was a family law lawyer for a few years before this. So I have that additional knowledge that I find helps too, because sometimes, you know, people are going through a separation or divorce where they're selling. So that knowledge I have, I find helps. Um, the other lawyer that's with our firm who founded the firm, he has a lot of experience with um, working with a lot of development properties as well. So he comes, we both come with, I guess, a background that helps our clients out, regardless of what issues come up on their files.
1: Well, talk about issues. Okay, so the interest rates have been a big issue. I mean, yes. there's been deals that haven't closed because the buyer has not been approved for their mortgage uh, when it comes down to completion day. And there's been all sorts of issues around the interest rates going up so quickly um, and so much. So what are some of the issues that you've seen come up with those interest rate? changes?
2: Yeah. So, you know, I think um, what's something, what's common that has come up is people being approved on an interest rate and then the interest rates changing before their completion date or before they can complete their deal. And now they can no longer complete. It causes a lot of risk, not just for um, the buyer, but also the seller who's relying on that contract and the liability for the buyer. So we found that um, these issues can come up. And unfortunately, When these issues come up, they really need to have a team. And that means having um, a lawyer who can be flexible to close, especially if they have another, whether it's a private lender set up in the woodworks to jump in to make that deal happen. And a lot of firms will actually overbook clients. So they don't actually have the flexibility. They drop files, which we know happens because we get those files after they've been dropped from other places. So um, what we try to do is have a buffer with our files to make sure that, yes, we can complete. If things come up, we have the flexibility to make that happen, to make that deal close, but also to maintain the trust we have with our realtors, with our mortgage brokers, that they know when they're sending us a file that we will get it done.
1: And you work hand in hand with uh, certain mortgage, I should say banks, is that correct?
2: Yes, we do. Yeah, we know a lot of lenders, um, private lenders as well, but bigger lenders. So we maintain those good relationships with them for our clients, too.
0: Now, one thing we've talked a lot about here in the program in the last little while is the new regulations on foreign ownership. And I'm wondering, me and Michelle have had theories about how people are going to get around it and things like that. Uh, you know, maybe we're a little pessimistic, but maybe we should get an actual legal perspective on on the new rules when it comes to, to foreign ownership. That's a good
2: idea, Chris. <laughs> Well, I will preface everything with it is, of course, will be a case by case basis to see what happens, how it's applied. Um, but yes, the the theory behind it, or what the law will essentially do, is prevent foreign home buyers from buying a residential um, property commencing for this new year coming. Um, before they were just taxed heavily, but now they're actually going to be banned from buying property. Um, To prevent a loophole where, you know, you have a foreign home buyer coming in and trying to um, purchase property, they are now saying that subjects have to be removed before next year. So you can't have a loophole where they're buying property and the subjects are going to be removed next year or pending something that hasn't transpired yet to avoid liability. I think the big interesting thing will be what is defined as um, residential property because that has, I think they're coming out with a definition to declare what that will be. But does that mean um, vacant land? Does that mean um, what does that mean for leasehold? Because even um, First Nations lands, they don't actually um, commonly fall underneath provincial legislation. It doesn't often apply to them to First Nation lands. So um, what will be the impacts there? It will be, remain to be seen. but they will come with harsh penalties for people who are assisting foreign home buyers knowing that they're foreign home buyers, right. even if it's indirect. But
0: now they could buy commercial property. That's my theory.
2: Well, I won't say yes right away directly, but we will, you know, nobody wants to be that textbook example that clarifies what the laws are. But, you know, like you just mentioned, right, we don't know what's what's clearly defined yet or what it's going to encompass.
0: There's always a loophole. I'm a little (laughs) pessimistic about these things or I just have a keen grasp of a conspirator mind. I don't know one or the other. Says something about my personality, I guess. What's the way around this? (laughs)
1: <laughs> You're not alone. The other law that's changing along with that is about the re- relaxing of the strata restrictions with uh, rental restriction and age restrictions. So what does that mean?
2: Yes, um, I think what we understand to be is that you um, can have an age restriction if it's 55 plus or but if it's not going to be 55 plus it can't be it can't be anything else. I think the changes too also allow for caregivers. Um, of any age to like be there to assist. So I think they're really aiming to also provide that assistance for people in these um, restricted strata units to have caregivers on site. Um, Maybe we'll see an increase in the value of these stratas. I think it'll be interesting to see what happens with stratas that might have an age restriction of like 30 or um, 19 plus because what's going to happen there? Are they going to have a meeting where they decide, hey, let's Let's um, get rid of it entirely. Um, probably more likely if they have a restriction on a 30 plus rather than maybe um, a restriction of a 45 plus, they just might bump it to 55 plus. But we'll have to wait and see.
1: And everybody who is in their homes would be grandfathered, correct? And any tenants?
2: Yes, that's correct. They if, are. If they yes. Love. Okay. So even though it might be retroactive, we'll, we'll see what happens there. But they are going to be grandfathering that in.
1: And what about people who have bought a home and, but they haven't completed on it yet in a um, restricted age or uh, rental restriction and they were investors wanting to rent about.
2: out. Yeah, um, I think for those cases, it might be good to see on a case-by-case to see how this would apply. Um, I not I... want to be the test case. <laughs> <laughs> Again, no one wants to be the case book that everyone reads about on what not to do. But yeah, it will be interesting to see come the new year with all these changes.
1: There is. And there's changes um, being talked about regarding real estate and teams and, you know, all of that. So there's a lot of changes coming up in the new year.
2: Yes, it'll be exciting. It'll be exciting year for real estate. So, okay, question. What is the most common mistake you
1: see in contracts of purchase and sale?
2: Oh, that is a good question. You know, I have to say when you see when things come up, it's hard to tell, like in the moment to predict what's going to come up down the road. I always say it's good. Um, we always are open for realtors to reach out to us if they have questions about contracts. I can't think of any, it's hard to say like right off the bat, any particulars. Um, I think really everyone's case can be so unique that you really want to rely on your realtor to know inside out what, what are, what's going on for you to craft a contract that works for you. Um, but also feel free to always reach out and get legal advice because if issues come up on your contract down the road and it could have been prevented earlier, it's always good to try to, I guess, nip those issues in the bud so they don't impact your sale from completing. And those that think they don't need that advice, you don't know what you don't know. (laughs) That is a really good saying. (laughs) I, yes, words to live by. You don't know what you don't know. So always reach out if you're unsure. Thank you
1: so much, Aaron. Do you have any more questions?
0: Uh, I have so many questions, but I think we got the gist of them out. <laughs> okay.
1: Well, um, then I'm going to just mention the two new listings that I have coming uh, that just came out. Sorry, right now available is this wonderful 6,000 square foot lot in a a lease held land in Roche and it's a mobile home and it's amazing fenced area. Last week I mentioned it is coming soon Uh, but it is $100,000 and you've got a covered tall carport for either a van or boat or RV and there's lots of parking. Um, again, private, big, large, fenced yard, and it's it's a gr- great price for it. So uh, that's out in Roche, and then the other new listing is actually out in Maple Ridge. So it's in the Albion area, and it's off 101 Avenue, and it's a almost 6,000 square foot lot, and uh, it's six bedrooms, five bathrooms, and it's got a suite. Uh, One million six hundred ninety nine thousand for that. It was built in 2016, and it's a beautiful home. So you can go on my website or uh, Google the my name, and you'll find the uh, Uh, The home and the video and the walkthrough and the floor plan, all information, or just contact me uh, if you want that. And then coming soon is a Woodside Inn. So it is, let's define it as commercial. (laughs) So maybe next year, foreign buyer can buy it. Still, um, maybe. Maybe. But <laughs>
0: Wood- we'll wait and see.
1: <laughs> the Woodside Inn is actually up on Mount Woodside in Harrison Mills area. So it's literally a few minutes from Sandpiper Golf Course. Harrison River's right there. The boat launches right there. Harrison Hot Springs, lakes, rivers, mountains, so many things to do. And it comes with four a motel, like four units, as well as a two-bedroom um mobile that's connected to a storefront. And this could be anywhere a restaurant a bar uh it can it can be really a storefront market and anything you really want there's a lot of um things you can do within the commercial zoning of it and then it's got future ocp highway commercial and there is Huge development happening all around it. Lots of homes being built. Lots of residents being moving up on Mount Woodside. So that's coming soon. Uh, and uh, inquire within. Okay, I got a quote of the week. So uh, end our show with it. So someone commented on our episode 203rd one on my YouTube channel and uh, gave a positive word of encouragement, which will be our quote this week. And they said, "Successful entrepreneurs are givers and not takers of positive energy."
0: That is very true. that nice that's very good i like that a lot all right so people want to look at your listings or see the stats or find out other things you have going on as a realtor where can they go
1: michellecummins.ca
0: and join us again next week when we will talk real estate in order to unlock your real estate potential on a show where real estate is maximized thanks for listening